Everyone, welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 21, and I am Jason Webster, along with our other hosts, Jake Cranston and Jeff Webster. What's up, fellas? Jake? Not much. How are you? Doing good, guys. How was your holiday? Holiday was good. Yeah? Can't Gr- complain. Girls are happy. Everybody's happy. Santa brought a bunch of gifts. No kidding. You know? He's a pretty nice guy. Uh, yeah, if he's bringing gifts to your house, yeah. it's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> he brought me a ton of shit, so. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good year. Yeah, no but there's definitely uh, some good stuff that came through. A lot of good eating, cookies, sweets, all that fun stuff. I uh, had basketball yesterday, so from all the food I ate and all the relaxing I did and then all the drinking I did from the Bills game, I played two games. I was, like, feeling good, and then, like, the third game, I was like, oh, it just kind of hit me. So Yeah, I still got, like, this post-holiday fatigue kind of a thing going on. I'm just, like, a little bit, like, I just want to keep relaxing. I got to get out of that state, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you see the uh, college game where the offensive tackle is thrown up on the field? No. Which game yeah, was that? Yeah, so they're, uh, uh, they had a – I'm trying to remember what show it was. They are doing a come on man kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the game, but it was like the offensive tackle. He's thrown up through his face or his mask, you know, his grill and shit <laughs> like that, so it's kind of spraying and shit. Oh, jeez. It's like, dear God, what did you eat, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's harsh. And, you know, you see the defensive and kind of shuffling back a couple of feet or whatever. It might have been a strategy. I don't well, even know. There was a movie or something where somebody ate, like, boiled eggs before a game. Oh, it was Little Giants or something, wasn't it? Yeah, like, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just popping fucking eggs before the game or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's not a good idea to do anything significant w- before a football game. No. Um, no. I mean, the worst worst thing that happened to me <laughs> from throwing up was uh, not even a, a football game. It was practice, and we had to run uh, laps around the football field. Oh, geez. and it was uh, it was August practice, so <sighs> it was still pretty hot. And I made the most crucial mistake you can make is I I ran my my balls off, got done sweating like like crap, and I chugged fucking cold water. Oh yeah, and, that's not good. And yeah. and when you chug cold water after you're, you're so slamming hot. like that, gives you contractions. I just blah, just threw. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. bad. So that was uh, not a good idea. But I never <laughs> threw up during a game though. My buddy did during um, a, a game in Chautauqua Lake. We we're playing. It was a hot day, and uh, he did the same thing. He oh, just I, yeah. chugging water, and he threw up during like during a play. I could see it. I watched the guy throw up into his helmet and then hand it to his coach. I'm like, what the fuck does he do with that now? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, thanks a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Sit out. <laughs> But uh, speaking of throw up, uh, the Patriots are, uh, yeah. you know, we, we threw up all over them. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's true. I'll tell you what, that was like, uh, that was number one on my Chris- Christmas wish list was for a victory. And man, they did it. They did it strong. I mean, it was, yeah. they needed it. it. Apart from, you know, we talked about a, a lot of different things we wanted to see. Um, the one that we didn't get to see was Gabe Davis being involved in the game. Right. But beyond that, I think we kind of all got the talking points that we were looking for. You know, they used Isaiah McKenzie a ton. Jet sweeps. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pulling out the playbook, everything that we hoped for. Yeah, somebody actually suggested on GR that maybe that was – was that part of a strategy where you just try to keep it somewhat vanilla because you're saving it for the playoffs in the end of the year when you need those – surprise plays to work you don't want to use them up during the season i'm like I, man doesn't that sound nice yeah, i don't i don't think I don't it's true know. but that I just don't sounds think so either so clever right right yeah i don't i don't, I, I don't I really think it's buy risky. that yeah me neither I, I don't buy it either not at all not at all i think you each and every game is too important like jacksonville there would be no reason to not pull out every stop you had in your playbook 
to beat that team. You know, there's yeah, we, no way. We knew, we knew what was on the line uh, against the Pats. Plus, there's a couple factors I kind of look at, too, is the second half against Tampa Bay – uh, from then until yesterday's game or Sunday's game, right? Um, we kind of started hitting our stride a little bit. Absolutely, you know, Tampa Bay. The second first half we looked like shit. Second half we we fought like dogs and we we played like like we normally see yeah, those guys play. Like twenty four to three or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, I mean we played well. Yeah, and then uh, after that was Carolina, Carolina, and we played fairly fairly well there, and obviously we continued it in um, New England also. Their defensive strategy was a little different than I thought they would they would uh, pull against us too. They they sat in a lot of zone coverage against us and it right. rushed four. So a lot of a lot of teams are doing that, right? Try to keep everything in front of you. Don't give up the big play. And uh, how many times did Josh Allen throw to like Singletary, right down the like six eight yards down the center of the field? Which is exactly what we talked about. Right. You know, it, he literally took what they gave him. They they didn't have the wind to rely on, so they obviously had to account for his arm. But in doing so, they may have you know kind of hung themselves a little bit. Yeah, Singletary I thought was fairly effective. Um, yeah, just overall a really good game. Um, they did they went three for four on fourth down. You can flip that around and say, man, too bad they found themselves in that fourth and short situation as often as they did. Because mm-hmm. if I remember right, there was a stat early in the first or at least in the first half where they weren't converting third third downs. You know what I mean? Right. So there's work to be done. I, I think before the playoffs get here, the next two games, it'll give them an opportunity to kind of really, really bring it all together, offensively and defensively. But, yeah, they – I mean – Yeah, you got to remember, New England's one of the top defenses on third down too, though. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, for sure. So, I mean, we're not playing any any slouch either. So that's no. that's why we found ourselves on, on fourth down and going for it quite a bit. But you got to like that Sean McDermott was finally aggressive, aggressive and he, time. he knew we needed points in this game. And uh, we, we converted. I mean, we left a couple touchdowns out, out there, too, like the one with uh, Zach Moss had uh, a clear path and he tripped over Ryan Bates's foot. Yeah. You know, San- on the one Manuel there. Sanders. Yeah. Right in the hands. Right in the hands. But I mean, we uh, overall, I mean, we we, we were really good uh, scoring the ball in the right. I mean, we were pretty good in the red zone. Uh, we could have been better, but right. um, well, I mean, they never punted. So I mean, literally every every series was an opportunity to put up points uh, mm-hmm. minus a kneel down at halftime or something. But, but you know what I mean, like which there so, has to be some sort of an effect on your mental state when you're playing that way. When you right. go into the game knowing that you're not going to be able to rely on that shit, you know, you you probably step it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For and, sure. and being apt is something that's very good for our team. And we brought it up before that, like, even the coaches, there's a learning curve. Each year is different. That, and I think I think Sean McDermott, in some of the things he said the first time we played New England, when people were saying, do you feel like you're outcoached by Bill Belichick? He's like, well, let's not give him too much credit. I think he really wanted to show that he knows how to coach a football team. You know what I mean? And they they 75% on fourth down. We talked about it before. Wasn't it like uh, three for 10, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on fourth down? And that's why they weren't going for it. And it's like, yeah, but you're never going to be better than that if you don't try. Yeah, you that's all the try. shots you don't take, right? Yeah. And, and I guess if you're not going to be successful on every opportunity, get a lot of opportunities, right? And they did. Yeah, you got to trust your quarterback. I mean, at this point, put the ball in Josh's hands and let him go to work. Dude. Because – they did that this game, and he was successful time and time again, man. I mean, then you look at uh, McKenzie, 
You know, I mean, he, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that he, uh, he's a direct replacement, uh, like Cole Beasley the heck out of here and let's get McKenzie in there. But if he can, if the kid can prepare week after right. week and come into a game, I mean, he's, he's a mismatch nightmare for guys because oh, hell yeah. with his speed in the slot, you, you saw it all day. I mean, he he's was, he, awesome was getting, route runner. he was getting separation constantly. Yep. Yep. Um, so he's, he's definitely a, a factor moving forward with, you know, maybe Beasley, like we're saying last week, he's 33. Right. You know, he's on the last year of his deal. Um, it may not really be that big of a decision to say bye to Beasley and, and, right. and move I, with I McKenzie agree 100%. Forward, so. I, know, I know he's under contract next year, right? Yeah. But I think his dead cap's around $1.5 million, and they can save, like, a ton of money, like six and a half, was it, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, a little over six, I think. So, yeah, if, I mean, the better players you have and the more of them, the more opportunities you have to make those moves. Yeah, between Diggs, Knox, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, you've got so many options available. And, and like we talked about a couple weeks ago, it kind of sucks when you have so many to choose from. It really yeah, does. Right. right. And you kind of eventually have to limit it down a little bit so you can actually get a united front. Yeah, you got to figure that out because it's it's important to get that, you know, that unity, you know, on your offense, especially. Um, I mean, again, you're, you're going to have depth guys kind of coming in and coming out, especially with COVID. I mean, COVID's really making – and that was the other thing that I was uh, talking to my uh, my cousin about, actually, this this uh, before the game this weekend, where it's like COVID's really starting to put a damper on the season a little oh bit Oh, my for God, people. man, that's ridiculous. It's just starting to get, like, out of hand, and it's – you know, it just sucks. To, I mean, look at the Saints yesterday. Right. They were down to Ian Book, their four-string quarterback. Dude, I, I felt so bad for that dude. I mean, I, I – Like, what do you do? I thought Sean Payton might actually pull him in the second half and let Blake Bortles just go out and try to run for it or something. It's just like holy shit, man! They were it's just too it hard to like prepare a, for. It was like a turnstile. Yeah, COVID is just like it's too hard to prepare to prepare for. Like you, you can't. How do you build your football team around COVID? Right. You, you, you know what I mean? Well, That's, they just, yeah, just. I just read this afternoon they're changing the uh, the CBA or they're changing the agreement between the player association and the uh, league that they're going to go a five-day instead of a 10-day quarantine, no matter what your vaccination status right. is, to try to get more players on the field. I mean, I think I think the entire world— Seems like a real good short-term solution. I'm not sure if it's a good long-term solution. Well, I think the entire world is going that, like, you're either vaccinated and you're going to get it or you're unvaccinated and you're going to get it. It's It's almost so widespread and so easily transmissible now that it's just like we have to come up with a way to live with it. Best way to live with it is get freaking vaccinated. I mean, to me, it's that's a no-brainer, but it's still your choice. You don't have to. That's fine, whatever. Well, the problem is, even if you are vaccinated, it doesn't matter when you're in the, the NFL because you're exactly. still going to get quarantined gonna, if you get it. For sure. Yeah, you're still, out, you're still out on COVID protocols even if you're vaccinated. So right. The vaccine right. was never a good preventative for the NFL in their situation. And, no. and that's why, like you said, there is no way you can really prepare for it ultimately. Yeah, right. and it just puts you in at a, a, a huge competitive disadvantage no matter well, what you do. And for God's sakes, man, like pray yeah. pray that this doesn't hit our football team like that. Yeah, well, Deion Dawkins, he, he was sick again he, when yeah. he was out with COVID. He felt like shit, man. A lot of these guys, you know, they don't talk about it a ton, but some of these guys, like Kelsey's vaccinated, but he's been out for quite a while. Now, I think he just came off now, but, mm-hmm. but you know, some of them are actually uh, Deion Dawkins wasn't supposed to 
you know, have a starting role because he was still feeling the effects. So, yeah, I mean, it goes even beyond just having COVID and being quarantined. Some of these guys are not feeling good, you know? Yeah, what are we going to do? I mean, Dude, what, if Josh how's goes it going to work? Man, I don't know. How's it going to work for the playoffs, though? So, I think what, <laughs> I mean, as, as stupid as it is, I think it would be better if they got it now just to get it over and done with by playoffs. Like you said, we have a 99% chance of getting in right now. We could lose the next two games. It wouldn't really matter for our future. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. But I, I'm just I'm just worried about playoffs. I mean, right. But that's well, what I mean. Like, if you could almost engineer it now. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to get all, like, we got to start bubbling these guys. about it. But I would just start bubbling guys right now. I think they're going right to now. probably come playoff time. Yeah, I, I mean, would, could, you I just sit the, could you just sit the starters and keep them away? Like, now that we know we're in the playoffs? It, well, well, you, you still got to win these next two games. You got Well, do to you? win the division, you do. You do. Yeah. If you want a home game, you got to win the next two. Yeah, because we're shooting for the third seed right now, and that gives us that gives us a home game, most likely against the Pats. Most I mean, likely, we'll see. That's, yeah, I, I agree. So we're fifty percent chance that the Pats. But will what get the happens sixth seed. if we right. sacrifice seven players in the first game of the playoffs to get that home game? You know what right. I mean? Well, then we could we could drop from a third to a fifth seed. I but mean, see, that's, every, that's like every, the worst case scenario right now. Every playoff team that can alter their position to a better position is going to be in the exact same boat. You know what I mean? It's just like, and we've seen it. Gabe Davis, um, you know, Cole Beasley. I mean, we've already been affected. John Feliciano, we've, we've been affected by it. So we, I don't think you can truly avoid it. I don't know, man. I, uh, I, think, I don't know. I think it would be a tough call for me if I were a coach right now. You've got Trubisky. You've got a lot of offensive options to work with to even just – you know, to beat the Jets, I mean, how fucking hard is that to do? Well, like, I think, yeah, and I think the players kind of maybe understand. even just for the last game, just keep you right. Know, well, Alan that that's Diggs, very yeah, that's very possible. Just tell these guys, away. like, look, man, like, yeah, you you guys know what's at stake here. Look at what's going on around the league with with you know ten twenty guys missing games, and we're we're approaching the playoffs. We're also approaching to be possibly a, a third seed in the in, yeah, in the there's playoffs. There's no buy for us. You so. guys gotta just be smart. Don't be going out. You know, right. big groups, just, no clubbing. You know, yeah, right. just, just be smart about it because, uh, I mean, it, it there's a high chance that it, it could hit a lot, a lot of guys on our team, just like everywhere else too. So now they're saying the good news is that for vaccinated people, especially if they don't have a lot of issues, it's a scratchy throat or a sniffle or whatever. Right. It's not horrible. So hopefully that won't, you know, like early on, it was affecting people's lungs and shit like that. But like if you're vaccinated now and you get it, the the odds of it being severe are almost nil. So that's the good news, you know. Um, yeah. That, but that's about it. You know, that's about all you got. Right. Right. It's just uh, I just I don't want the playoffs to be, you know, detrimented by by COVID, where you got you know a, a a team that's like, all right, well we're done. Like we don't have anybody right. to start this game, and yeah. like. I don't right. want that to happen. Like you said, Josh Allen is is vulnerable because, as far as we know, he hasn't had it. As far right. as we know, he may be unvaccinated. He's vaxxed. Oh, he is vaxxed. Well, okay. the reason we know that is he was he went to Hamilton at Shays, and you have to oh, be vaccinated right. to go right. to to that event. Gotcha. Now, is there a chance he could have shown a fake vaccination? No, I don't Probably. Think so. I, I think that's but too risky. I'm going to say no. He didn't do. Who that. wants to be suspended from the right. NFL for a game or two exactly. because you did that? Like right. Antonio Brown, right? Right. He's Josh isn't a stupid. He's idiot not like Antonio that. Brown. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, he he's vaxxed based on him showing up and people seeing him there, along with Jerry Hughes and 
um, Trubitsky and stuff like that. So those guys are all vaxxed. Yeah. But, I'll tell uh, you what, that would be. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to get into weird shit and conspiracies, but like, wouldn't that be a way to take somebody out of the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> Just hold on to that info you have. You know, like somebody's got yeah. a fake vaccine card or somebody's not vaccinated. Right. Like, oh, leak, yeah. Leak it a cut, yeah, you know, leak three, it four right days before the, before the game. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that That's would, some mafia football right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That would be, uh, that would be down low and dirty, man. Yeah. yeah that you would know? be. But it's, but again, you're not. Ugh. That's not going to happen if you don't. If you didn't do that, no, no for you know sure. I mean? right. <laughs> like they can't make that shit up. No, no, um, not at all. But moving on from COVID, a couple of cool things came out of this. Uh, I'm sure you heard Josh Allen, first player in NFL history, to in his first four seasons have a hundred passing touchdowns and twenty rushing touchdowns. Saw that. Yes, nobody's achieved that. That's um, huge. Huge. First four seasons, he's got 131 touchdowns total. Rushing and passing. Yep. Uh, only Dan Marino has more with 144, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. He's a Hall of Famer. Yep. So still time to beat that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as far as Bills go, he's the first Bills to have 4,000 yard passing seasons back to back. Back to back. That's huge. Oh, I think he's actually the first Bill to have two 4,000 yard passing seasons. But beyond that, it's back to back. Back to back. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's he up to about 35 touchdowns? 30. Uh, right now he's at 37 oh. touchdowns. Then last year he had like 38, right? Yes. So he's right on the cusp he's of just breaking a, his own record there. Yeah, he's a little behind in passing yards. He's at like 4,038. Last yeah. last year he was at 4,500 right. for the season. So so he's a little behind. With two more games, he'll probably pass it. But in 16 games. He did that. So yeah. basically he's like one bad game off, like basically Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jacksonville was the game probably that right. kind of put him off pace. So right, but beyond that, like he's, I think he's like fifth in the league in just about every statistical category that matters. You know what I mean? He, yeah, every the completion percentage is sixty five percent. Yes, dude. If if you had bet somebody like <laughs> when he when he first came to the Bills that in years three and four he's got his completion percentage is going to be beyond sixty five percent, you could have made a ton of money. Oh God, yeah. I mean, everybody a ton. is. Putting them at a, a, a below like fifty-eight, below sixty, easy. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, it'll be cool when we're doing this ten years from now, and he, you know, gets like five, six hundred touchdowns. It'll be fucking awesome. Yeah, he's going to be a staple in this league for a long time. Even uh, Jordan Palmer, the guy he trains with, he always, oh, yeah. always speaks so highly of Josh. He's but been saying it since he started working he, with him. Yeah, he came out again in an article after this pass game, and he's like, "Look, I'm going to say it, and, and I'm standing by it. Josh is probably." the one of the best quarterbacks you'll see in this league for a long time and you may never see a guy like him again right and that's a that's a big accolade dude i've seen national whatever analysts across the nfl raving you know i mean if you look at some of those throws that Josh made that that laser beam to Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. and what a great how catch about that by crossover Diggs. from the right side to the middle, which you're apparently not supposed to do ever. Oh, oh which he's he pulled off to the right, throws game. back to yeah. the yeah. left, throwing back, throwing back across yeah. his body, yeah, yeah. across your body, yeah, yeah that's oh, I mean, pure that, strength, man. That little lob to Dawson Knox. I mean, the whole game, that fourth and two when he ran, dodged the linebacker. The linebacker actually takes out one of the linemen, and Josh goes right past the pair. I mean, he's leaping guys again. Dude, it was that twenty-five yard run. 
leaped over what, another defender. It just seemed there there was something backyard ball about that game. I, exactly. I loved it, man. It was so. It fun. reminds me of last year. Those, it literally those little forward flicks he was doing over and over. Like there were so many things like that. What do we got to lose mentality, man? Is is our Buffalo Bills? I'm sorry, that is it. That it is balls out. Go play like you're playing, like you said, like it's backyard football. Go have fun and just fucking take control of it. Just take control of the whole game. I, it's amazing to me, like Jordan Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde, they each have five interceptions now. You know that's tied for first among safeties in the NFL? Yeah, and they don't and make the Pro Bowl. we have two guys. And they don't make the Pro Bowl. Right. Poyer might this year. He didn't. No? No. Pro Bowl's either done. One. Oh, Pro Bowl's yeah. done, man. Yeah, I think uh, our Pro Bowlers, Jay, was Deion Dawkins, head scratcher, <laughs> and um, uh, Stefan Diggs, which yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. But Josh, but Josh dude, doesn't make it again. Lamar Jackson makes it. Lamar Jackson has like 16 passing touchdowns right. and 13 interceptions. It's a, it's it's a be- popularity contest. It's because it does seem like that. Again, again, dude, it's because... These are the guys that get these the MVP awards. You got Pat Mahomes got MVPs and Super Bowls. Until I, I'm telling you, it sucks. But until Josh wins something, right, right, he's, he's just not going to get we the recognition. Need a, we and need it, at least a championship. That's a dog. Yeah, do you like if you look at um, uh, ESPN? Um, uh, what the heck's the, the guy's name? Uh, Dan Orlovsky. Oh yeah, Dan he Orlovsky. he didn't even this and he's usually been a pretty big Josh supporter, right. This past, uh, after Sunday, he did this whole thing with NFL Live. Right. He ranked his top five AFC quarterbacks, AFC quarterbacks, and top five, and Josh wasn't in it. That's stupid. I mean, that's it's just more stupid. than stupid. That's just being that's just being like like a dick. Like, like, I, <laughs> like Mahomes, honestly, Mahomes, Herbert are quality quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, you can make an argument. He for put it. Joe Burrow above Josh, which I, I'm I sorry, yeah, not no, not yet, not man. Even close, not not no. yet, or are just it's. I wouldn't even say not yet. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. He just threw for 500 yards. Oh yeah, but he he is not the dual threat that Josh. I mean, the Josh can throw the ball with the best of them, and the guy's he he's top three in, in rushing yards in the NFL. If you ask, a quarterback, he's a bull. I yeah, mean, you don't yeah. get him like that very right. often. If right. you ask most general managers in the NFL who they would want when the game was on the line. And you needed a point. You needed a touchdown. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, it's, all day long. It's got to be. You know what I mean? I mean, Justin Herbert's just a kid. He's susceptible to making mistakes. Mac Jones obviously is not ready to carry a football team. He may never. Josh Allen can put this team on his back and go. Let's go win this thing. Let's just do it. Yeah. You know. I mean, he had what sixty some rushing yards again. Um. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just insane to me. And the one thing that I think everybody knows, but I'd like to point out, is that you just saw 110 percent out of so many people on our team: Isaiah McKenzie, Diggs, Allen. You know, fucking like everybody. The offensive line. I mean, that little extra. Every time you thought they were done, they weren't going to go any further. They would bust through. Like, I mean, it was just crazy. Josh doesn't slide. You know, like it's just it's just how our team is. Hey, can I can I do something that we haven't done yet on the show? Do it. Sure. It's uh it was it's called the Greg Hill Show, okay? And I want to play a clip for you guys to hear this. Um I don't know if you guys have heard it or not, but a Pats fan 
uh, got on the show and totally lost it about the Patriots' <laughs> loss at, at this game. <laughs> Let me just play it real quick so everybody can hear this. Okay. is a rookie wall with this kid. He's got a rag arm. He couldn't throw in that windstorm. The other guy threw the ball all over the park. And then yesterday proved it. Receivers, no receivers. Skill players, no skill receivers. The kid playing quarterback ain't our future. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. That guy, six foot four, 230, runs right by you, throws at 90 yards. And the other thing I want to say is, Belichick hasn't won butt-kiss without Tom Brady. So to, to be overinflated on this Bill Belichick, great defense, let's run the ball. Yeah, Bill Parcells did that back in the 80s. So that, is that where we're going here with this team? Come on, it's over. AFC goes through Buffalo for 20 years, not us. It's over. Wow. Wow, Bobby, <laughs> bringing the high heat. Curtis would have loved that. Dude, that's Matt Damon. I know who that is. Isn't that great, though? That's fantastic. So a Patriots fan. Throwing it all over the pack. All yeah. over the pack. But speaking the truth, guys. Yeah. Honestly here. I mean, like, take and what, you know, he, what just he said the way, real quick. The way the world works is that, of course, every Patriots fan is going to be like, that guy was a fucking, he was a Bills fan. He wasn't a Patriots fan. Right, right. But, I mean. He, he didn't ma- sound like a Bills fan. He, he makes some points that, I like, if you're a Patriots fan, you gotta you got to look at what he's saying and take some call with that. You know, Mac Jones, again, is a systematical quarterback. Right. He's not a guy that's going to stand there and make any plays with his feet. No. He has the not the strongest arm in the league whatsoever. He's a timing guy. Yeah. I mean, and it's then Tom Brady light, man, is yeah. what he is. But it, he's 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 a rookie. Uh the Patriots again tried to beat us on the ground and we did what we did last year is good luck try to try to score with us. Right. Right. Try and scoring I mean, with us on the ground. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and we did give up some points. I mean, the defense, you know, but we can outscore. We can give up three touchdowns and we can score more than that. Yeah. When we're our, playing like that. Yeah. If our offense is on, you know what I mean? That's it. And like That's I say, it. that, like you brought up, aggressive, man. Just be aggressive. Don't sit back and let the game come to you, man. Just go freaking take it. Yeah. It seemed like. Yeah. I, it finally yeah. seemed like Dayball was like, look, let's put the ball in the kids' hands. And let's let him go. Let's let yeah. him. Let's let him win this game for us. You know. And yep. more than anything, it was fucking fun. Oh God, it was I just great fun. fun. Yeah, I, yeah. That's I really, mean that's that's what people pay to see, right? Well, yeah, and I mean I think that's part of the reason why it, with such an unreliable team like we've had, why it's so fucking frustrating because we've seen how fun this can be. We've seen the kind of play that Josh can do, and now we've seen it again. So let's hope they don't backslide into that technical. Garbage right. football they've been trying <clears throat> well, to pull off that's keeping them held back. I did hear somebody suggest, and I think it was on GR, that it almost seemed like last year the Bills peaked maybe a little bit too soon. You know, like they played their best football late in the season. And then they got into the playoffs, and yeah, we got past the Colts barely. We beat, you know, uh, the Ravens because we intercepted a ball in the end zone, ran it back for a touchdown, and Lamar Jackson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And then we got to Kansas City, and we were just outclassed. We just weren't ready. Well, we so, also spent seven weeks without a good chunk of our starters, especially on defense. Right. So it's not exactly easy to, you know, complete a season that way. Right. But No, but I'm saying it, they may be peaking at the exact right time. Right. Right now. That's what I was kind of bringing up, you know, seeing 
the play we we started in the second half against Tampa, I feel like we are. We we we're finally starting to catch our stride at the at the perfect time at the end of the season now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because we've got two games that we should be able to, like I say, a little fine tuning here, maybe get some more work for Gabe Davis. Um, but if we have a fairly healthy team going to the playoffs, dude, I I like our chances about just you know against just about anybody. Yeah, you can't you can't really say you you're scared of the Chiefs, right? Because right. I mean, yes, they're 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 playing on their stride right now too. But they've stumbled right. as well. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. and we've won in there and we've beat them already. Playing our our best football at that point, we right. we played a great game. So you, you can't just be like, oh, geez, we're going to go into Arrowhead again, and they're gonna, we're going to lay an egg. I, I don't think that's no, the case at no, all. We, we played really well. The only team that I can see that's going to give us a really, really tough matchup, especially in the first round, if we met the Colts. Yeah, um, it's just, I agree. It's just Jonathan their, Taylor is a beast, their, man. Their run game it can be scary, but the if we're playing the same brand of football we did against the Pats, I think it would come to the same – fruition where it's like good luck trying to score with us when if you're right. running the ball on us the whole time because yep we'll outscore you i mean right well and and part of that like i said the bills gave up the three touchdowns i think all of them on the ground um i think damian harris had all three maybe yeah. one of them was a pass i don't know yeah but that being said um there was a ton of three and outs or yeah, a was. few plays in a punt too like you get them guys uh in even indianapolis you get them on a third and nine or third and seven, third and eight. You can disrupt that run, you know, I mean, and, and take advantage of that. And our defense, when it's right, can do that. You know, I mean, they can. Yeah, our strength is making a team come back from behind and throwing the ball because right. that's our strength is is pass defense. And and yep. that's kind of where you want to get teams. And we did that to the Pats. We did it to Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones isn't built to, to throw the ball and come back from behind. Yeah, he's not that guy. And they couldn't do it. They tried to run us, run him back in the game, and I mean, they got within twenty-one to twenty-six at yeah, one, one point. point. Yep. And then we obviously pulled away with the the touchdown. So that, but that, yeah, the Colts would be the only team where I would I would feel a little shaky going into it, just because, I mean, they beat us fair and square in Orchard Park, man. Right. They, <clears> that's th- probably where the game would be. If right. we play him again, is back in Orchard Park too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get it. I, I agree. Um, I I don't think I have a problem with it. Maybe in the divisional round, um, but yeah, especially the first game in the playoffs, nerves shit like that. It'd be it'd be better not to have to play them. Yeah, it's a tough. That that's a tough one. I'll I'll take the Patriots first round. Sure, give them, me give too. Them, bring them back to Orchard Park, man. Yep, I'll yeah, take. I'll it. be fine with that. The odds of it being fifty mile an hour winds are probably pretty slim. No, you know. Yeah, yeah. That can you imagine that? We had Dude, another game like that again. That was a joke. Ugh. That. And I'll tell you what. Even that, the Bills should have came out throwing the ball. I mean, Josh we, Allen. Eventually, we're going to have to see snow. One of these games is going to get hit pretty hard, and if they come to Buffalo. Yep, it's yeah. got to right. I mean, I think we're. We're in a mixed <laughs> we've out, at some point. We've outstayed yeah. our welcome here with warm weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've been very fortunate. Uh, by the way, another quick stat about that Pats game is I think it was 474 career games where Bill Belichick was a head coach that no team had gone an entire game without punting at least one time. That was the first time in his NFL coaching career. Now, actually, it might even be college too, but I think it's just NFL coaching career. Yeah, that he didn't didn't For, force, force a punt. team to punt. That's you know, crazy. 
Finally, we are on the now other that, end of a record yeah, book. Yeah. <laughs> I think that says more about us than him. But yes, that I is agree, very, 100%. Very good little black mark on his book. Well, I mean, and again, it's it's fine if, you, if you're going to go for it on fourth down. If you're going to complete 75% of the time, shit, dude. You, you got to go for four. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You just got to do it. And the Bills have the dogs to do that each and every time, especially Josh Allen. Absolutely. We got to keep our foot on the gas. I think um, I'm with you. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's it's about creating opportunities. You know, right. like you have so many more opportunities if you do that every time. Yeah. I mean, the perfect scenario is now, like we say, we fine tune the next two games, steamroll a couple of weaker teams and get ready to play in the playoffs. Give teams something to think about if they're forced to play Buffalo, especially in Buffalo. Right. Yeah, you know? no, 100%. Now, what we were talking about earlier, you mentioned that, you know, maybe we brought out a little bit more of the playbook for this one because it was so important. Right. Now we're locked in. You know, we still have to worry about the division, but we are locked into the playoffs. Do you think we're going to see milder play, a little more toned down the next couple of weeks? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about toned down, but I think um, we may get a, a more significant lead where we can run the ball a little bit more, try and wear out the defense, you know. Um, I would not be surprised if either of these games got out of hand that Josh Allen might take a seat in the second half. Oh, I think fourth quarter. I would actually know? expect that, especially against the Jets. Right. I would yeah. probably I would think you're gonna see Josh first two quarters and then most likely not see him the rest of the, if, of the if game. If we've got a three touchdown cushion or well, kind of like I the mean, Miami game, right? It, it or if we can't change position. Yeah. I, if we've locked into our position in the playoffs and it's the last game. Yeah, like you said, a quarter or a half, and, and yeah, then we, we don't need to risk him. Yeah, against the Jets, we go into halftime, we're up like like 23-7. I think you right. probably won't see Josh come and start third quarter. Right, and I um, would be very surprised if they didn't tone down the designed runs and riskier play a little. Yeah, you're going to want to just have to at this point. I agree. Yeah, you're, you're going to want to keep your foot on the gas, but you're going to want to kind of eliminate some of the the plays where he could get hurt. Yeah, you maybe know. quick passes. Get the ball out of his hands real quick before somebody yeah, can throw it away more. Knock if you have him down, to, throw it away. Don't, yeah, don't fight so hard for every point. Yeah, they won't be afraid to punt against Atlanta or the the Jets because I think our defense will be fine against those two teams. Right. Yeah, Atlanta doesn't pose a huge threat to us at all. But the the one thing that they're going to try to do with us is is run the ball with Cordell Patterson. He's been yep. pretty decent for him. Um, other Last than that, few games, they've I don't know. I don't know if there's something wrong or. They just haven't used him as much. Mike Smith yeah, is know. back to running the ball again, and it's like, right, man, he was so productive midseason. Yeah, Matt Ryan's he's getting old; he can't move. He's yep. kind of like Roethlisberger. Um, they have a, a couple of decent, you know, wide receivers, but it's just it's a big mismatch um, when right. you really look at it on paper. And I think um, you know it's it's us big time yep. in the in a game like that. And then you go to the Jets, and I think obviously. Yeah, it speaks for itself. It's yeah, you know, they're it's four hard. And, four and it, twelve or whatever. So right, it's hard when you're at this point in the season and you realize your season's over. Like right, I mean, in a couple of weeks you're cleaning out your locker, you're going to play golf. So it's really hard to be motivated. Other than if you're a bubble guy who is looking to maintain a place on the team, you want to you want to do well, and they play for pride. I'm not saying well, they're not going to play there's hard. Probably people who are going to be free agents sometime soon and. Need to show yeah, off a audition bit too. too. Yeah, but I mean, it's just I think motivationally though. Yeah, it doesn't you know? mean it doesn't mean what it would mean for the Bills. You know, right? No. Exactly. So yeah. so yeah, you're not going to get that full blown effort like you typically would. Now it's a division game, so you know maybe the Jets would want to burst our bubble, so to speak, and maybe you might see him play a little harder. But I I would I would guess 
once they get down, you know, you're going to kind of see a kind of a coast for the rest of the game, yeah. especially, um, you know, like I said, after, probably after half or something like that, too. So now another um, quick point here, and I've heard other people discussing it, getting their opinions. I kind of want to hear yours. Um, obviously, Isaiah McKenzie, he, he tore it up. He was fantastic. And I, I'm like you, I, I don't see him performing like that each and every game, game in, game out. But how much more of a significant role do you think he has earned? I mean, he's no longer necessarily the kick returner. So you don't have to protect him because you have to have him returning kicks. So, I mean, they threw him the ball like 12 times. He caught Cut 11 of them. Yeah. I mean, do you give him a little expanded role? Do you – I mean, I don't see them sitting him down or not dressing him anymore. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders – Will Beasley be back for this game? Pro- well, probably with the new COVID protocols, we're talking about five days of isolation. Now, if he still tests positive, it doesn't matter. Like, you still have to test negative. But you can quarantine, I believe. Um, but, you know – you can come back in as little as five days, not ten. So if you're unvaccinated and negative, yeah. My uh, my outlook on it um, is is this. So I don't think that they'll rush to bring Cole Beasley back because uh, of what McKenzie did in this game, and because of the two opponents we have left. Um, we yeah, have, we have two games left. That's a good point. Um, you know, we're not we're not pressed against two really good teams. I think they may not uh, bring Cole Beasley back. They this game and i think they want to kind of see if mckenzie is what he he showed against the pats you know it is he a, a guy that can be effective in the slot you know continuously or is he just a, a a mismatch because he hasn't played all year and nobody had a lot of tape on him i mean you know he's kind of a it's mystery a, guy it's right a now. different it's a different type of approach to the slot so like cole beasley has a way of finding the soft spot in the defense, right? Yeah. And he's fairly quick where he can move uh, rapidly to get open. Whereas Isaiah McKenzie is just freaking fast. He just runs. He runs. And he runs yeah, a great route. Yeah, you tell him route. route to run, he's going to do it. Right. And, and he, he just runs, runs a great route. He's, to me, and I'm not calling him like like a Tyreek Hill. But right. he has a skill set like Tyreek Hill. I think. Where he has the, the massive you. speed that he just can, he can just separate from you because of because of his wheels and I, mean, I think what you were trying to get at is that cole beasley has a very niche kind of an area that he like you said he's exploiting weaknesses if they right. don't have a weakness in the area that he excels at his usefulness is limited whereas mckenzie may be able to be more of a, a broad use kind of a guy um to get exactly where you need him to go well every be, game beyond that we talked about this in one of the podcasts not not a tremendous long time ago but i think it's a while ago um, about the fact that we don't have a lot of yards after catch. And Cole Beasley is not that yards after catch guy. He catches the ball. Most of the time he's going down because he's got the first down. Yeah, or falls forward a few yards. Or, yeah, because he, yeah, he'll leap forward or whatever. But he's not going to, like, outrun guys or outmaneuver guys or stuff like that. Where you hit Isaiah McKenzie in some sort of a crossing route, dude could take it to the house. Yep. I mean, if he makes a guy miss. That's yeah, what he it's did on over. special teams every day. Yeah, that's what he does. So it's a different skill set. It's not the exact same thing, but I'm crazy optimistic that that very likely could happen. I would I would think 
you know, this is just me. I'm obviously not in the Bills coaching staff here. Yeah, but they haven't called me yet. I would think that they would want to see a little more of him in the next two games. I agree. Before the playoffs, you know. And then I'm not saying that he'll get, um, you know, 100% of the snaps, you know. But I, I would just – you got to give the guy – a chance in the next two games to show what right. he, he can he can do. I mean, you can't just say, "Am I Isaiah McKenzie?" Oh, great job! You had eleven catches for one hundred twenty-five yards and a touchdown. Now yeah. go go ahead and sit the bench now. Right? Like right. You, you can't do How that. Do, you do that. Well, especially because you know Beasley had a fairly limited use this year compared to last year, anyway. So on top of that, and having COVID, not needing to rush him back in. I think that, you know, at least a couple of games to see him on the sidelines wouldn't be unusual. Yeah, and like Jake said, he's 33. I, I heard he had some sort of an issue with ribs or whatever, too. So maybe a couple of games or yeah, another spent game. last year hurt for a good number of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. get, get 100% healthy, get right. I mean, you want all your tools come playoff time. You do. Sure. Um, but Emmanuel Sanders is a veteran dude. So if Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie work with Stefan Diggs, um, you know, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if Stefan Diggs come fourth quarter time. Uh, maybe Emmanuel Sanders comes in for him or, or Cole Beasley or whatever, and maybe give Diggs a breather here and there too yeah, before we, the playoffs. Man. We, we need good, him. Yeah. We got a good problem right now, right? Receiver. <laughs> we do. Because obviously Fantastic. Diggs has, has been doing what he's typically done uh, for the last few years for us. Um, now you got Gabe Davis playing a role where everybody's like, geez, get like, keep letting him play this role. Now you got McKenzie stepping up and grabbing eleven catches for 125 yards, and you're like, okay, like so. You know, Emmanuel we, Sanders is coming back strong too. Yeah, well, so I, we got a good problem. Yeah, and Devin Singletary's man, I got a, a motor shout out for that that sideline run where yep. he's carrying the dude on his back, he, and that's exactly what I was talking about. That 110 percent, right? Like, and and I know you brought this up last podcast as well, but I was amazed at how much he was putting into every play. Yeah, he's playing good Dude. ball. He's he's looking like a different back. And, and I, think, I didn't see McDermott get more excited than when he was running like that. Physicality, yeah. man. Isn't that what he keeps talking about? Physicality? Well, freaking motor was he was putting a team on his back. He was taking the other team on his back. Yeah, his stats didn't didn't pop out, but I mean the guy's uh, effort is is oh yeah. Undeniable. Well, I mean, for for the modern NFL, I mean it, uh, compared to what most running backs do to us, which is when they get wide open, they're fucking gone. Mm. But with most of the NFL now, <laughs> it's just that one or two yards. You know, if you can yeah. fight for that and get right. it when you need it the most, that's what matters. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's been we've got our that. yeah we've got our throwing game for everything else. I agree. I, I like 100%. it. I like it. You know, we brought Moss back too, so I don't know. Um, you know, what yeah, I don't know what the deal was there either. But um, we did use him too. I mean, that is one thing when we do bring a guy in, it's confusing. Breeder or whoever. We don't, we don't just sit him on the bench and let him watch. They, Did Brita they play at all last game? Brita? Yeah. I no. don't remember seeing him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, he, I think he pretty was sure they're scratched, gonna, I believe. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep him out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's tough to to kind of read, the, you know, week by week who's right, playing, man. Right. It really is. Right. You know, like Boogie Basham was I mean, in this week. Like, you just, I don't know. Dude, it, would it be like crazy unusual as you're looking at the schedule and you're getting towards the end of the season and you see you got a real shot at the playoffs? That you're starting to see different combinations just to to know what you really have going into the playoffs. Well, you know, I mean, this worked out perfect. Isaiah McKenzie had an opportunity. He's all over that shit, man. He he took full advantage of that opportunity. He's, he he made catches. Like some of those catches were just fantastic. He's well, laying himself out. And that's the thing, right? Like it, the fun part about it is, you know, yes, of course, these next two games, you're going to see probably more experimentation. 
you know, maybe Josh Allen sits a little bit, Trubisky sits to play. It's going to be, you know, a time to see things you don't normally get to see. Last game, last game mattered so much. The fact that they even tried to use McKenzie the way they did, they must have had some level of confidence in him to give right. him that role. Yeah. I, it was such an important role to play. Yeah, because they played, they did not waver off man coverage whatsoever. And time and time again, during that game, how many third down conversions McKenzie have? Five? Something like that. I mean, that's big. Oh, that's, yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. When you only get a half dozen, eight, ten a game, yeah. if you're lucky, yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's massive. Yeah, for him to step up like that, it, I mean, I can't say enough about the guy. That's that's right. huge. I mean, yep. you just you, – That's the guy you want on your squad, man. Yeah. That's the guy you want. Yeah. You know, and, and I talked about this, I think it was last year or whatever. Even back then when it was a much smaller window – like his catch rate's always been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that. Remember that game where he had the three touchdowns or whatever. Yeah. Like his effort always seemed pretty good. And I wonder on that kick return, it was rainy, it was shitty or whatever. He just slipped, fell down, and dropped the football. It it literally cost the Bills the game to a certain extent because that was a Colts. Yeah. And we went down an extra seven points just before the half that we didn't need to. You know, instead of maybe moving the ball down the field, at least kicking a field goal and bringing the game closer, it really opened it up. Maybe maybe uh, the coaching staff thought it was an effort thing or a mental mistake or whatever, and, and it cost him a few games, you know? Could be. But I'll tell you what, he learned something because he looked absolutely fantastic. He, yeah, did. he did. And McDermott, I guess this year, if you're, you know, you're, you're kind of paying attention to what's happening, he's – he is not shy of sending a message to his players no. when, when they F up because he did it with McKenzie when he fumbled. Uh, obviously, he did it with Brita a few times. And that was a turning point for him yeah. because we had been talking about that for a while, that you know it was just too passive and too you know just dismissive of the issues that the team was having. You know, We need to actually address these things rather than just pretending they don't exist. And, right. And then it was like a, a light switch flipped on, and all of a sudden it was like, bam, he came down hard on a couple guys. And now it seems to have had an effect. Yeah, yeah, he did it with Mark Marquez Stevenson when he uh, he muffed his his uh, return game punt, I, I, and then he brought you know he brought in um, uh, Micah Hyde to return punts. Yeah, so it's like so he's yeah. sending messages to these guys. And like, maybe Look, Zach man. Moss that might have been something too. He had a couple of fumbles too. Yes, you know maybe that was part of his take five. Yep, think about what's going on. You know, it seems like like he's going that route where he's like, look, man, like you want to play for this team. You want to play on this team. Right. You know, you need to be effective. We can't afford to, every, to have that. So every play, that, yeah. every down yep. matters. It does. You yep. know, and I think that's what the focus is now with this team is. And, and I, you know, these are professionals, man. They know what's going on. There's no room for mental breakdowns. There's no room for, you know. Now, errors in judgment and, and there's no what. there's no room for you potentially we have too many options available here you know every seat is hot at this point i mean we got lucky jerry hughes when he ran mac jones out of bounds and kind of pushed on his back but then held him up so he didn't fall yeah we were lucky they picked up that flag yes i mean he should not have freaking touched him didn't have to the kid was clearly running out of bounds yeah. all by his lonesome needed no help whatsoever yeah do we want to kind of end out the podcast talking about that a little bit it's something yeah. i was hoping we would address yeah the stars kind of aligned for us some somehow in new england yeah for, the penalties getting, went our way getting calls like that and we never get yeah. calls like that in new england the mac jones call the uh taunting call by that offensive tackle 
Right. When he was John at somebody on the, you know, before the ball. That was right after the, the thing with Hughes, right? Like when they were going back to line up and he started. Yes. Start yes talking yeah. shit or I think whatever. that right. was. Yep. yep. So it's just, yeah. Um, we don't get calls like that. Um, I think. I think there was a pass or a defensive holding too against New England. Yeah. On one of the plays, which was amazing. Which to was me, amazing. Because we never sure. get them. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it Everything aligned fairly, <laughs> fairly good. Uh, Sunday. So, and, yeah. Well, what about the implications of that play specifically? I mean, it, it has a greater effect. It's one of those calls that it could affect the entire league to an extent. When you're when you're ruling on a penalty, not by what the rule book says, by but by what's in your heart, essentially. They yeah. knew what he was trying to do. Right. There was even no if it malice. Was, right. Even if it was an illegal thing, but a lot of people weren't happy about that. Oh yeah. A lot of people think uh, that New was England the wrong fans call. Were, yeah. Yeah. Everybody I mean, knew what he was trying to do. Um, but the announcer kept saying it over and over. He's like, why even put your hands on him at that right. point? Exactly. Like, why Why would you touch him? That's one of those mental errors that could have cost you fairly huge because I think we stopped them shortly after them. And I'm not, I don't remember. Well, that, and what if you but, twist up the guy's ankle or something? Like, I mean, it could have fucked us so bad. Or even your own. I mean, it's just weird when you get out of bounds like that. That's one of the reasons that penalty exists. There's all kinds of equipment and people and shit like that. Like, you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, guys slip down and freaking run into the bench or whatever. There's just a right. million things that can happen. So it might have been a call, like you said, Jay. Maybe the refs got together and said, they all got together and said, look, like he wasn't trying to be malicious. We, right. we saw that he was trying to hold the kid up. You know, I let's pick the flag up, which yeah. which is crazy because typically, but, but like he said, it's, that's it's fantastic, man. Because you're you're playing by the the scope of the game, not by what's in hard print. Yeah, in the book. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And the question is whether that will carry over or whether somebody's going to get severely reprimanded and it's going to go the opposite way from now on. So we'll, well have I to think see it how was, that goes. It might have been right after that uh, roughing the passer penalty. Uh, was it Obata? It let low on Mac Jones just trying to get there or whatever. I think right. it was or something. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it worked out. But yeah, if that was on a higher profile quarterback too, I think that yeah, that, that call might have made it one the other way. But yeah. um, hey. I, even that it was in New England, the fact that it, they picked up a flag, I was like, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, and Belichick cool. was chewing that guy out for like 10 minutes after that. He was. Oh, the ref. Oh, he was hot, man. That was fantastic. He was. Um, now, do you guys think, um, kind of one of my last questions, Belichick, uh, you saw him hug Josh and talk to him for a second. Right. And also, he was running next to McDermott and kind of like gave him a nice kind of tap. Does do you do you think as as Bills fans do you think Belichick has a lot of respect for us? I think he does for Sean McDermott because he's accomplished so much in a short period of time. Um, he said some things about Josh Allen, but a lot of people did, you know, especially early on in their careers. So um, yeah, I think he has definitely. You do right. I mean, is that four out of the last five games we beat him or something like that? Yeah. Or yep. I think the three way out of the last four, something like that. I mean, you got to respect that, right? I think the way Belichick would think about himself, I would imagine, is somebody who can, you know, take a gemstone and polish it to its finest form, right. get it perfect, get all the flaws out. And I think that seeing what we've done with Josh Allen, I would imagine, would be something that he would think he could do, you yeah. know, something that he would aspire to do. Yeah, he respects right. us. Yeah, so it. I would, yeah. I would imagine he has to respect McDermott for that, if anything. Yeah, and you I know, and he's got just to respect. making the most out of every piece you have. Yeah, and he's got to respect the hell out of Josh. I mean, the kid's a baller. How can you not respect? Respect yeah. Josh. And in, yeah. the, in the division, we're 6-0 and last year. We're 4-1 and right now. So we're 10 out of the last 11 division games. Mm-hmm. 
that I guarantee you he respects because he's been there a dozen times. Oh, yeah. And he's he's, he's owned on, this division yeah, for a long time. He was time. on the other side of it for 20 right, years. Exactly. Owning this division. So I think, yeah, you got to respect that if nothing else. Yeah. He certainly seemed frustrated. I'll give him that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's yeah. – uh, what do you say we pick some scores, by the way? Oddly enough, I guess I was fairly close at 35-24. Uh, Jason was 27-21, off by about a total of six points. Jo- you were a little more conservative. You were thinking that with the New England defense keeping keeping us to 24 points. Oh, by the way, I figured out how you get to 33. <laughs> Whatever they did, that's how you get to 33 points. Oh, yeah, it was um, it was a touchdown and two field goals. To get well, to 33. but they, they went for two-point conversion and didn't get there, right? Then the Bills go for like two points on one of those and oh, not yeah, make yeah. it. Yeah. So instead of being like 28, it ended up being 26 or I don't know, yeah. something like that. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oddly enough, they got the 33. Right. So what, I had 24-17? Yep. Yeah. 24, so not, not bad. Not horrible. Yeah. No. All right. Um, but but anyway, got... so now we got Atlanta. Yeah. ATL coming to Buffalo. That's right. In the cold in Atlanta, I I think they love it where it's cold. Well, yeah, they're a dome team, you know. (laughs) Uh, All right, I guess I'll go first because I don't usually go first. So I think the Bills, again, are going to uh, be able to put up points at a fairly rapid pace. Um, I don't believe Atlanta is going to put up as many even as uh, New England did. So I think I'm going to go like 35-17. I was thinking of going um, 37-24. Like it? Jacob. I, I think it's going to be – now, I I don't want to say that it's going to be a like a, a pure blowout, but I think we're going to handle them pretty pretty solidly, especially, um, you know, in Buffalo. So – especially the way we've been playing, too. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go – uh, I'm going to go 41-14 Buffalo. Wow, dude. I like it. I mean, I, I actually felt like I was being a little conservative at 35 points, so I'm all in. I, I'm just thinking if we put up 33 on the road in, in, in New England, New England and, and coming off that win, yeah, there's, and, no, there's they, no way we shouldn't score like well over 30. Yeah, and, and again, I brought up the offensive line just to touch base. But the fact that I I don't think Josh was sacked uh, even one time. He was not. He was only, it he was only like hit he four had times. Time. He did. And this was with a makeshift. And then I, Ike Botker was playing fantastic, by the way. So was Ryan Bates. Dude, it went, when he ruptured his Achilles or whatever, ah. Ryan Bates played fantastic. He played good. Yeah, Ryan, so, Bates, Ryan Bates stepped in the, and he started that game. Now they had a shuffle between, yeah, you know, with with Dawkins not, you know, starting the game and and going from he did Spencer play Brown a lot more tackle. in the second half. By yeah, the way, Deion Dawkins did. But yeah. I think I think um, Ryan Bates really showed that he can be a solid piece on the he's interior. He's still a fairly young dude, man. I think he, he can, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say that Ryan Bates is the uh, the oh, answer. Yeah, yeah, here. right, right. But could he be a, a piece? To help us move forward through, sure, man. I There's mean, a reason that him and Botker have been kept around, and, and right. now you look and go, "Hey, thank God!" I mean, they had they were here. Bobby Hart even got in the game. Do you see that? Yeah, I did. Which Not I was for like, one, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah, but our they offensive line, up. man, yeah, they did. They did good. You got to give it to the offensive line. Uh, I was happy to see that they they held up because I was I was a little nervous going in that game, yeah, knowing sure. that it was going to be a little makeshifty. So 
Oh, especially it's New England, right? Like uh, top two or three defense in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's good reason to be nervous, but it worked out great. Yeah, we, we definitely had their number more than I expected we would. Same, yeah. Shocked the hell out of me. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I thought it was, like you said, just a, a really fun game. Uh, there was enough tension. It was close enough at most times that it wasn't like boring in any way, shape, or form. And every time yeah, they were turning around, their way back after the half for sure. Yeah, every time we turn around, Josh is doing something like over the top that you just, you know, there's maybe a couple, three guys in the NFL could even think about doing that. It's great. Like some of those dimes he was dropping all over the field were just like crazy. It's a great time to be a Bills fan, guys. Yeah, man. Amen to you, bro. Anything else, fellas? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think I'm good. Cool. Jay, tell them how to listen to the podcast. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ETD Buffalo. You can find us on Anchor primarily for our podcast as well as Apple or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Have a happy new year. We'll be back next week with uh, another W against the Atlanta Falcons moving forward. So, uh... Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills! Go Go Bills. Bills!